Thank you, Nicole. And hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's so great to see familiar faces in the session. So as Nicole said, my name is Queen Gomo and I'm an entrepreneur. I work with executive coaches, sorry, with executives. So as an executive coach, but also as a trainer of leaders, um, helping them to be better, do better, have better. Um, and what I love about the work we do with Nicole is that, as she said, it helps them to get themselves out of the way because most of our leaders really trip all over themselves. I'm sure you can think of a few in the political arena, but it seems to be a habit. So that is me and Nicole, thank you for having me today. Over Great, to you. Thank you. Thank you, Queen. Um, so yeah, just a, a little bit about my background. Um, just over three and a half years ago, I found myself in a space where I was struggling to get out of bed. I um, know what was wrong with me I couldn't um everything in my life looked great on the outside it was um you know I had a happy family my girls were healthy they were at good schools I didn't have to go to work and I couldn't understand what was wrong with me I couldn't understand why I didn't have any energy why I didn't feel like doing anything why I didn't have any momentum and I was very grateful that um I was introduced uh well blessing I came up to South Africa to do an event and he um, said to my husband, your wife needs some help and get a hold of Seal Stanford at Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center, which is an organization based in Dallas, Texas. And so we did that and I did what's called the life and skills analysis. And you can see um, the zones just at the back here. So we had the green zone, the yellow zone and the red zone. And I pretty much found myself in a space where I was down here in the bottom of the red zone. And the reason for that wasn't, was, wasn't because of what was happening in my life currently, it was because of my past. It was because all the things that had happened to me in my past had all caught up with me. And I had never ever dealt with them. I'd never, a lot of things I'd never spoken about, a lot of things I'd kind of, they just happened to me. And, you know, as everybody in life says to you, you know, put your big boy panties on, you know, get over it and just keep going. And I got, got to a point where I couldn't do that. And it's very much like the example that could be used is if you have, um, you know, all the stuff, all, if you opened up every single app on your um, laptop and left it open for a, a week and didn't turn your laptop off, what's going to happen? Eventually, your laptop's going to get slower and slower and slower, and you're going to get more and more frustrated with it until it stops working. And that's basically what was happening to me is all my energy and attention was stuck in all these incidents in my past. I left them open. I kind of, you know, kind of had to shove them in the cupboard, never dealt with them. And as a result, my life was getting slower and slower. I had less and less energy. I was less and less able to cope with things. The easiest thing for me to do was just stay in bed. Can anybody relate to that? If you can, give me a thumbs up or type yes into the chat box or a hand up. Okay, great. So there's quite a few hands, which is great. And um, Margaret's typed in yes, thank you. Um, Kirsten, yes. And there, I, I know that there will be people out there that don't relate to me, and that's okay. <laughs> because it's just this was what happened to me. And, you know, 
everybody has a different story. Everybody has different things that happen to them and they have different ways of coping. So for me, it was a case of, I just, I had to slow down and I just, I couldn't cope. I was stuck down here in the red zone. And so through processing, I worked with one of the coaches at Advanced Coaching and Leadership Center, and I was able to start slowly shifting myself out of here, out of the red zone, move into the yellow zone, and then into the green zone. And I actually looking at each one of the little incidents in my past as to where things were stuck, what had happened to me, I was then able to shift into a much better space. And within six months, I found myself in the US at the ranch in Dallas, doing the, the courses because I just got so much value out of it. I found a purpose, I found mission, I found vision. And then I, I came back to South Africa with the intention of building some more processes that could process people because I found the technology so valuable in terms of, because it went direct to the source of the issue and allowed me to free up all my energy and life force. And, um, and that would be why Queen and some of the other coaches join us every week because they were they sort of started on the journey with me and started becoming processors as well. So that's just, yeah, a little bit about my background. So I'm very grateful to have Queen on the call today. And um, yeah, Queen, anything around that you'd like to share around your journey and in terms of being in the different zones and you know, what processing's done for you and how you've been able to shift. Thank you, Nicole. Like as I was listening, talking about just your experiences and just trying to push things away and just keep stuff open. I was like, I can so relate. I can so relate. I mean, I, I have had a very interesting life. I'm using the word interesting because it's a better word than a horrible childhood. Um, but I mean, really, I went from red zone, yellow zone, and I still live in all of them. And I do feel like, and I can so relate to having different apps open. I, I have an app of being teased at school that's probably still running that I need to just quickly bring back uh, the app of um, failing some things at school, you know, and failing at school, just typical thing that some people never get over because you're stuck in that. Um, and for me, finding processing, and I can still laugh about some of the conversations you and I had about processing and my journey into becoming a processor. But what processing has done for me, um, if I were to put it in a, in a simpler way, is it just helped me to confront me. Because in all of it, I saw it as, yeah, that person did this to me, that incident, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, it was always out there. But in processing, I stopped and say, what is it to me? How did I see it? What is What responsibility am I willing to take for it? And what processing has done for me is give me more of me back if that makes sense i feel like i've got queen and i'm learning new things about queen and i can do things i've got power back you know i've gone to different places in different processing sessions and say hey you give me my power back give me my life that part of my life back because it i want to be in control of it because i'd given up control for me in a nutshell that's what processing has done for me awesome 
Thank you, and, and thank you for sharing. And yeah, it is. It's just when you start to, like, I, I suppose the question is, what is processing? Processing is very much one-on-one -on -one where we take you through a series of questions and we help you look at the areas that you're either, your attention is fixated on or the areas that you are completely avoiding. It's one or the other. If you're avoiding something and you don't want to look at it and you say, no, I'm done with that, I'm over that, you know, there's this pretty strong chance you need to look at it. And if it's an area that you are talking about constantly, it would be the same thing. It's, you have a lot of attention stuck there, we want to free up that attention. So in processing, that's all we do is we help you look at the areas that your attention is either fixated on or you're avoiding and free up those trapped life force particles. Because if you want to avoid something, you need to spend, you, you need some energy to avoid it. <laughs> it's like if you, if you think you're walking down a passage and you see somebody that you know and you don't want to speak to them, in order to avoid them, you've got to use a whole bunch of energy to turn around and kind of go like this or, you know, hide or whatever it is to avoid them. And the same is true in our life. When we're avoiding areas, we have a lot of attention tied up in trying to keep ourselves away from it. And then if, we have, if we're fixated on an area, we have all our attention stuck in that area. We talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and we can't actually focus on anything else. So, and, you know, it is, it's a key thing in terms of with processing, that's all we're doing is help you get where you want to go and keep your attention focused on what's important, not what you're avoiding or what you're, what you shouldn't be stuck on. So, you know, if I go back to my journey is that that's what all, all that happened was I was then able to put my attention on what was important to me, which was mission, purpose, value, put my attention on the positive and start to create that. And um, so, yeah, it is important to, to just be aware of, you know, where in your life are you? And today we're going to be looking at just the different types of people because it's important to what type of person do you want to be? <laughs> you know, do you want to be somebody that's in the green zone? Do you want to be somebody in the yellow zone? Do you want to be somebody in the red zone? <laughs> Or, you know, do you want to be somebody that's got their head stuck in the sand that they have no idea who they are, where they are or anything and everything's everybody else's fault. And so it's, it's just important to look at it and go, well, where are you? Where is your attention and what are you doing with it? And, and the very first type of person we want to look at is, is a green zone person, somebody that up here at the top of their game they have all their attention in the right place they're easy to be around they're easy to work with they work with you they, they're not opposed to you they're continuously trying to help you they're continuously encouraging you they have a lot of luck they seem very lucky in terms of you know opportunities come their way things just happen things work and they are continuously just in the right place at the right time with the right things happening. They are very good communicators. They are great leaders and they are willing to help anybody and everybody who's willing to be helped. They also know when somebody's not willing to be helped, they have the ability just to leave them. 
go, okay, cool. <laughs> you don't want help? No problem. And they work with the right people. So it's just important to understand, you know, are you that kind of person? <laughs> and generally, that kind of person traditionally grew up in a household where they were positively processed, they were encouraged, they, um, they, they, would, um, they were given a lot of love, a lot, a lot of positive, positivity, they, and they had a lot of things go right. And, um, yeah, so just in terms of that is you know people who are that sort of that category that are at the top of their game, you know, and if you, if you do, you know, are you one of them? So for those of you that are um, on Facebook or the chat box, we'll call those, those people, you know, I, I don't know, green, green donors. So if you can type in a green donor into the chat box, if you know somebody who is, is like that. Um, so Marina's queen. Okay, awesome. And yeah, so queen, in terms of what is your experience with dealing with people that are, you know, in the right place at the right time? Thank you, Nicole. I think that's such a great question. Um, so my experience is that they are, these are the people are called switched on, their lights are on, they they just sometimes they get it even before you finish your sentence, they see it highly perceptive, their ability to study or to learn things is a lot higher um, and how they engage with people. It's, it's, these are the people who just, they get people, they're highly energetic, they get things done, they don't get stuck and they don't get bogged down in situations that come after them. So they are in control of life. They're happening to life. Life is not happening to them. Um, and no matter how hard it is, these for me are the people that are always bouncing back. And I absolutely love being in their presence. It's just something about them that's just so warm and so full of energy. And I, the one quality that just sticks out for me is just their humility. There's this thing about they're just human and they're open to the human frailty or the flaws that are in human beings. Um, even though they are um, striving for more and they do more and they do better and they're consistently trying to get better, there's no looking down on anybody because you are there in the green zone. And I love that quality. Yeah, thank you. And it, it is, I think you bring up a really great point is that people that are in that space are willing to help anybody. You know, if you want to be helped, they'll help you. Um, but they're also aware of people that don't want to be helped. You know, I think one of the things I certainly know for myself is, you know, when you have that ability of helping other people, it's the most frustrating thing in the world when you're trying to help somebody and they don't want help. <laughs> and I know a lot of us as employees, as business owners, we get stuck in that I'm trying to help this person and they don't, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's very frustrating. We spend a lot of time and energy on them and they actually don't want our help. And so a person that's at the top of their game in the green zone that has a lot of 
they are very healthy, they study a lot, they're willing to expand their game, they are very aware of people that don't want their help. They still have that, like Queen said, that humility of they will help anybody, no matter who you are. They're also aware of they're not trying to pull people up who don't want to be pulled up. So it is they're you know they're at the top of their game. They know what they're doing. They and but they also know and believe that their game can get bigger. <laughs> they are willing to learn from anybody because. They understand that they're not, you know, number one in the world. They understand that they're, so while they are, everything's easy and energy flows, they are willing to put themselves out there. They're willing to learn from others. They're willing to seek help from others. So it's important to know that when you're in the green zone, that's what you're doing. You're looking to how can I play a bigger game? How can I? You know, what help do I need? Who can I get help from? And you put yourself in the right place. You put yourself in the right, you know, and you start looking for people that can help you. So it is important to, you know, when people say to me, I don't need any help. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and don't tell them that I said this. Okay, don't tell anyone I said this. But when they say, <laughs> I don't need any help, I know that they're not up here. <laughs> Because when people are the, you know, up here and they're sitting up here and they're operating in, in you know, abundance, they understand that there's more because they're operating in abundance. They understand they can get more help, they can get more knowledge, but there's other things that they can do. So it is important to be aware of, you know, are you looking at that? You know, if you're sitting in terms of, um, well, let's just take a doctor, for example, or an accountant or anybody that's in any one of those industries, they need CPD points. They need to keep going. They need to keep continuously learning because there's always new technology coming up. People that are in computers, they're always aware that there's new programming and there's new apps and there's new stuff. They're continuously learning to stay at the top of their game. They're continuously, you know, they know that they, they need to do that. So the same would be true in us in all areas in our life is that when you're at the top of your game, you know that you have to work to stay there. You, and you do that with ease and flow and a willingness and an excitement to learn and grow. And so it's just that would be the, the a green zoner at the top of their game. They understand that. I need to learn more. I need to, in order to stay where I'm at. I'm always evolving. I'm always expanding. And they're very much aware of that. The second type of people we look at is people that are kind of, you know, just in here, you know, yellow and green zone. They kind of, they kind of have, you know, a lot of life force particles, but not too many. So they kind of bounce up and down. And they have some areas in the green zone, some areas in the yellow zone, some relationships going right, some relationships not going right. And they kind of bounce in and out of those areas. And generally, they've had, you know, some traumatic experiences in their life. They've had, they have difficulty communicating. Um, they have difficulty expressing themselves. They know what they want to do, but they're not quite sure how to get there. They, there's that a little bit of resistance. 
they're aware that they need to shift and change, but they're not always, they don't always know how to do that. And should I ask for help? No, I shouldn't. Can anybody relate to that? <laughs> if you can just type relate into the chat box, that would be awesome. And oh, awesome. So we've got quite a few relate, relate. Okay, so yeah. And, and it is, it's that kind of bouncing between yellow and green and you kind of feel like one day you feel oh, I'm getting somewhere and the next day you feel, oh, you know, nothing works. And it, it's just, it is, it's that kind of, you're kind of bouncing up and down and, and there's some flow, but there's, it, there's a lot of resistance to, you know, when somebody says, oh, you, you know, you could learn more about that. We kind of go, no, you know, we kind of like, we have this thing called ego. <laughs> the ego gets in the way. <laughs> And we kind of, yeah, no, I, I, I don't need help. You know, I'm, then we kind of look and we go, well, maybe I, maybe I do need help. And then we kind of, okay. And then we could kind of go back sheepishly and say, oh, you know, you offered to help. Can I, and, and it is just being aware of that resistance is that when we're sitting in, in that second sort of area, we kind of, our environment can dictate our behaviors. <laughs> If, if we walk into a very red zone environment, we kind of go, mm, and you know, that category two kind of person, that environment kind of takes them over and they, you know, they're affected by the moods of the people around them. And that's where you kind of, you're having a great day and then you walk into a room where everybody's moods low and you kind of drop down with it. That we don't have a huge amount of control yet. We're still working on it. Um, so that would be a, a category two people, a category kind of that sort of second person that we're talking about. And I think a lot of people relate to that. And one of the things around that is that because we have an ego, because we think, you know, I'm doing so great and we have a good day, we kind of go, I don't need help. <laughs> Then the next day we bounce down here and we're kind of like, oh, flip, I should have asked for help, but I didn't. And, and we kind of create all this doubt and uncertainty. And unless we start asking for help and reaching out to, to the right people and start investing in ourselves, you're going to find that you're, you start to go further and further down into the um, sort of more yellow and red zone. Um, so it is important to be aware of where are you and, and what are you doing? And yeah, Queen, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of experience with, with these kind of people in terms of coaching. Maybe you can share some of those experiences. Thank you, Nicole. I think you're 100% right. For me, this is the majority of the clients that I see where they've got great stuff going on like almost like they catch glimpses of their greatness and they're flying and floating in some areas. And then some days things are bad. And when things are not great, let me use the word not great. They sometimes think that, oh, like I'm not getting it at all. And then the following day they're up again. So this is usually, and, and also the other thing that I see there is a lot of indecisiveness, like very ambivalent in in how they act and in, in, in how they make decisions and also they tend to be very great with things rather than people so there's a lot of people issues that come up here this is where we work on from a coaching point of view we're working on relationships between themselves their colleagues 
their bosses. I don't think anybody here has ever had a problem with the boss before, but um, these people outside the core, um, they sometimes struggle with the relationships with their, with their direct line managers, with their teams, with the peers, with their colleagues. And there's, there's just, and the people problems show up in many different ways. This is for me the, the one of the key things that I see with the clients I work with in this particular area. People, people, people issues. And, and yet with leaders, I mean, they're not there to do the work. They do the work through the people. So if you're having people challenges, your ability to deliver is greatly affected. And sadly, they don't realize that the problem is, they are also contributing to the problem. It looks like the problem is always out there. So they're constantly trying to work on the situation out there rather than in here. Yeah, and I think it's such a key thing because it's that thing that we call ego that gets in the way. It's like, I know better and it's them. And it is that, you know, if they just did X, you know, I can do X because I work with things so why don't they just do it <laughs> instead of how do I work with this person? So, it, and it is important to realize that also this bouncing up and down is quite exhausting <laughs> when you're going up and down. So you get tired a lot. And, you know, if you're experiencing periods where, you know, come three, four o'clock in the afternoon, that exhaustion sets in. It's just, it becomes really, really hard and it becomes easier to work with things rather than people. It's like, okay, I don't have the energy to deal with that person. I'm going to, you know, sit on my laptop and I'll check, scroll down Facebook because I don't have to deal with them. I'm working with things. And it becomes a little bit of a trap because then because we are stuck on, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. So what happens is I go to wrong foods, to go to chocolate, I go to foods to boost my energy and what happens my health goes out the window so I neglect my health and so it is important to be aware of if you're in that position where you you are feeling tired and you are you feel like you could be neglecting your health you could be ne neglecting your diet it's just be very deliberate around I'm going to go to the, the gym or I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I eat properly because that will also stop the bouncing up and down and they kind of go hand in hand so you know and, and it is just be aware of if you're at you know in your office and you have an employee that triggers you and you're like i can't deal with them i'm gonna go and eat <laughs> a chocolate or i'm gonna go and get you know fast foods be deliberate around no i'm gonna get a salad i'm gonna just and be relentless with yourself. It's like you owe it to yourself not to bounce up and down because that food is also going to affect your moods. And I know myself, if I go on a binge of eating chocolates and sweets and high sugar and junk food, it affects my mood. The next day I know that my mood's going to drop. I'm going to be in a low mood level because of food. So it's one way to stop yourself bouncing up and down if you find yourself in, in those areas and also in terms of the people you work with. If, if people are um, struggling in an area and they're like, you know, I'm on a diet and I'm going to eat well, we'll help them. Don't turn around and say, oh, yeah, have a piece of chocolate cake. No. <laughs> you know, oh, it's you know, so-and-so's birthday today, so we've all brought cake. 
rather bring in fruit and things like that that are going to help everybody. Why? Because it will stabilize everybody into the green zone, not just yourself. So just be aware in your businesses, are you encouraging people or are you sort of going, oh, it's okay, I feel like a chocolate, you can have one too, <laughs> you know, or, you know, uh, because that also affects that bouncing up and down in terms of yellow and green zone. So just, just be aware of it's one way to um, just stabilize that mood shift when you're, when you're bouncing up and down is, is through health, through exercise um, and maintaining your energy, eating the right foods, exercising. And even if you, you know, you've set yourself a goal that I'm going to exercise when I get home or I'm going for a walk and, you know, it's five o'clock and you're exhausted and you got stuck in traffic, be deliberate around not eating chocolate cake, even though you like it, <laughs> be deliberate around using your energy to go for a walk instead of going, oh, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm going to just, you know, take something out of the, you know, I order in and get an Uber. No, be deliberate around cooking food, eating healthy foods, because it's not only going to affect your mood today, it's going to affect your mood levels tomorrow. And if you don't eat probably tonight, tomorrow you're going to bounce down and then so and the pattern repeats itself. So we just be aware of what pattern are you sitting in? And those are some key tools to, to stop and go, okay, great. So where's my mood at? Okay, so my mood's low. Why is my mood low? Oh, you know, I had ice cream and chocolate and cake last night after, you know, or Instead of cooking dinner, I had ice cream and chocolate and cake. I don't advise doing that. <laughs> but it, it's, I just know myself. If my mood level is low, it's the first thing I ask myself, what did I eat yesterday? And, and sometimes it's a case of, oh, wow, I had a really busy day and I didn't eat anything yesterday. It's like, oh, no wonder my mood levels dropped. Because I just got so busy and I didn't plan my day well and it's affecting me now. So just be aware that there are other factors that affect your mood and can stabilize it. Um, especially when you're operating in that sort of green, yellow, green, yellow zone. It's just, there are other things and, you know, people, be aware of the people that you, you have around. Um, the third type of people we want to look at is people that are <laughs> red and yellow zone. They sort of this kind of area here and they know everything, <laughs> that everything's wrong. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> this is your typical employee. They know everything. They can tell you everything. They're, they have very fixed ideas of around, this is the most I can earn. I'll never earn more than this. This is the amount of, I can, these are the amount of hours I can do. I, I can only work this much. Like what? What do you expect from me? Like, um, they are very fixed in their mindset. They have, um, they very much work even more so with things, but they're very cautious. They don't stick their neck out. They don't, um, they don't want help. They're, they're very cautious in what they say. They're very cautious in what they do. They're slow to act. They, um, yeah, I, I guess there's a lot. They feel they sit in a lot of anxiety all the time. You can see them; they're nervous. They 
They don't want to say anything. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to cause any issues. And, you know, can anybody, does anybody know people like this that are very cautious? And if you do, if you could type cautious into the chat box, that would be great. Okay, so Fiona says cautious, Capano, Sean. Okay, great. So we all know people that are like that. And they also, one of the things to be careful about these people is like I said, they know a lot. They'll go and study something and they will study it to suit their ideas. They will only give you the information that is relevant to their perceptions. They don't give you the bigger picture. They, they kind of go, oh, did you know that if you go to the gym, you know, more than three times a week, it's bad for you. <laughs> They'll give you all the stats and statistics as to why it's bad for you. They don't give you the full perspective. They study to find and reinforce their fixed reality. And, you know, Queen, as a coach, I'm pretty sure you come across people like this too. <laughs> and they're they are so much harder to work with because not only do they have an ego, they have very fixed ideas and it's very difficult to shift them. Absolutely. Like everything for them is about how do I bring it back to what I already believe? So they're always looking to connect to what they thought. It doesn't matter that you like you're showing them a completely different side. They're like, oh, I see what you're saying. You are actually agreeing with me. <laughs> like that's that's the approach that they take to, to to things, and it's very prevalent in some, particularly in the in the formal corporate sector. Um, particularly the, the the whole thing of wanting to study in order to prove yourself right. You know, I'm studying to get information so that I can present my, my perception as fact, as the gospel, as the absolute truth. Or I've heard people speak about alternative truths. They're like, yes, that's your truth, but here's an alternative truth. I didn't know that there's such a thing as an alternative truth. But this type of people have taught me that there's like parallel truths that run in life. Um, and like you say, they're very difficult to, to, to coach because they're working on, I know it. They only bring you in so that you can help confirm. They don't bring you in to shift and to change. And this is where most organizations spend a lot of money training people and not seeing results the training that I know. And I've gone to a point where we start sessions with, yes, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. So I'm not bringing anything new. Now the question is, why are you hearing it again? So this is where you have to find ways to bring them to a point where they can learn in a different way, um, which is possible. <laughs> it's just the need to be right is the biggest challenge that I'm coming across in the work that I do. Yeah, and I think these people are like very much the rea like reality enforcers. They go, but this is my reality. This is this is what's true. This is what's happening in my life. Like you don't understand. <laughs> and it is important to be aware of, you know, the people that you have in your organizations and in your businesses and people that you work with and in your families. Are they sitting here in this sort of yellow and red zone where they're going? You know, it's 
harder for me to shift. You know, I this you don't understand what I'm I'm saying. You you're not hearing me. You know, often and and they they're very much around um I'm right, you're wrong. And what happens is they create a lot of enemies. They create a lot of negative negativity in their environment and they create a lot of upsets. And then if you were to tell them that they were creating an upset, they'll get very upset with you. <laughs> Because they, you know, that's not their intention. That's not their heart. It's not what they, they want. And that they'll be devastated. And then they just create another upset, which creates more upsets. And it's just, and it becomes that vicious cycle. And they're sitting here, yellow and red, and not ever shifting. It is important to just be aware of that the people around you, if they operate like that, as Queen said, you gotta be you gotta work with them very differently to somebody who's up here that has an ego. And you gotta you gotta be aware of how are you helping them to shift and grow. And are you that person? Are you sitting in a space where you're right, everybody else is wrong? And if that is the case, are you willing to start to shift and change and do some things differently? You start to grow and expand and get to a place where you're you become more and more green zone. And then the last group people we want to look at is down here at the bottom of the red zone. And these are generally people that are victims. <laughs> they there is nothing you can do to help them. Their problems are greater than them. Their problems are, you know. There is no way that they're ever, ever going to overcome their problem because it is so big and so vast and everything else is everybody else's fault. They're at complete effect of everything else. You know, when you're trying to help them, you're a bad person, you're mean, you're ugly, you're, you know, how dare you treat me like that? And they are incredi incredibly, incredibly difficult to help. They believe that no one can help them. They believe that um, you know, you're just there trying to take advantage of them. No matter how much you try and help them, when somebody's sitting down here at the bottom of the red zone, there is no, they know everything. They don't want your help. They, they believe that that's, a, that's their lot. They'll never, ever amount to anything, and they're stuck there. And that's how life will be for them. And no matter how much you try and convince them or help them, they, they just don't believe that there's any help from, for them. Now, I'm pretty sure that every person on this call has at some stage in their life felt like that. You've been able to, sh to shift. <laughs> but there are some people that are in that space a lot more than others. <laughs> so if you know people that are, you know, the bottom of the red zone, if you can type red zone into the chat box, that would be great. Um, and yeah, Queen, maybe you can share some of your experiences in, you know, working with people that are very, very red zone, at the bottom of the red zone. <laughs> How I have hit my head against the wall trying to work with people in the red zone. But my philosophy was, as, as a naive coach, was these are the people and in my logical mind it says these are the people that need help the most but there are people who 
they can, who cannot access help. As much as they need it, they can't really access to it. They're not open to it. They almost have kind of given up and thrown the towel. And no matter, as Nicole says, no matter how much you try to help, they're not ready, they're not wanting it, they don't even think they need it, or they don't even think that it is possible. Um, and so I've gone through trying to help a very red client. Everything is doom and gloom, everything. The fact that the sun uh, rose this morning, oh, whoa, it's like the end of the world. It, it, it's amazing when you're standing on the outside and you look, it seems crazy. But I personally have been there and I've lived there for a while and it seems so normal that the sun doesn't really shine in these parts of town, you know? Um, and, and, and I was okay with that for a while, but um, it's, it's a very tough uh, person to, to, to try and help. And like you say, all help needs to be wanted. And the person that you're helping needs to be ready to receive the help, because otherwise you're not going to, in fact, it's going to cause more frustration for you. And I've always wondered what's the best thing to do for this person. And yeah, I've gone through the hoops of it, Nicole. And that is why I'm excited that I learned about processing and saying, okay, there are basic things that this person needs to do. Just learning basics like being present, like doing some of the 30 day challenge exercises, but trying to run them through a deep process, even if it's just a coaching session, it's, it's I've had quite a few disasters. <laughs> um, thanks, Queen. And yeah, it is. It's like, I think the most exciting thing for me is that it doesn't matter where you are or the people around you where they are. It's you know, everybody can shift from being down here. The hardest thing about a red zone person that's down at the bottom here is helping them understand that they can actually get better. They don't need to be at war with life. They don't need to be at war with the people that are trying to help them. They don't need to, you know, be at attack and be victim to it. The most important thing is getting them to a space where they can actually recognize that that's where they are. So no matter where you are on the charts, the number one thing is, can you just acknowledge where you are? And as I said, when I started, one of the biggest things was I was sitting right literally at the very bottom of the red zone here and I was just in a space where I, I I just believed that there was no hope for me nobody could help me it didn't matter what happened didn't matter what you did nobody could help me and through processing I was just able to reconnect to it's okay you know everybody has at some point in their life experienced something you know similar or something you know in terms of that's put them in a red zone whether you started a, a new job a new school the first time you did something you would have started in that bottom of the red zone because you you're not aware of it and just by working through it in the right steps you can shift and, and move up so it is important to know that number one are you prepared to admit where you are because that's what happened to me is I was just like, the minute I said, I don't want anyone to know that I'm at the bottom of the red zone. <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> I'm stuck at the bottom of the red zone. I don't want anyone to know that I'm there. 
I, and as soon as I started to understand what, well, the first thing was admitting that I was there. And then it was, okay, great. Now I, can I understand why I'm there. I was there because of all the things that had happened in my past and the household that I grew up in and all the shocks and upsets and all the negative processing and all the things that I had experienced had kept me stuck down in that red zone. The minute I started communicating, and this is a key word, communicating those upsets and putting the honesty in. A lot of people will talk about, oh, you know, this happened to me and blah, 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 and that happened. But they're not actually willing to be honest around how it made them feel. So the minute you start being honest with your communication, the minute you'll start to acknowledge that, oh, I can actually shift. You know, and some of those things are, are really, really, really painful. I mean, we've all had things that, didn't feel right at the time and we are because it didn't feel right we don't want to tell anybody <laughs> and and that's actually <laughs> when you should be honest about it and say this didn't make me feel right <laughs> you know no matter what it is whether you had a teacher that um you know sort of made you feel wrong for something and didn't feel right find the right person this is the other key thing is Find the right person that can help you. Because if you go and, and, and tell the wrong person, you know, this happened to me, that then our greatest fear is that they're going to use it and turn us, um, use it against us, you know, and, and sort of blackmail us with that information. So it is a key thing to find somebody that you can um, be open and honest with and somebody that's not going to use that information against you. And you know, talk about it. So uh, it is, it's just, you know, be aware of there's a difference between telling the story and telling what actually happened. So the story is I drove down the road, I hit somebody else's dog and, um, you know, I took their dog to the vet and, and the dogs, you know, spent a fortune on, on vet bills and now the dog's fine. That's the story. <laughs> The truth is, <laughs> I was in a rush. I was, you know, I was frustrated. I'd had an argument at home. I, I wasn't present. I was, um, you know, I wasn't actually paying attention. And my mind was still in the argument I'd had at home. And I hit the dog. <laughs> I felt sick with guilt. <laughs> and I, I went into panic mode. I, you know, I just felt terrible. I had to I had to race around and find who does the dog belong to. I was late. It cost me something else, I, you know, and it, it was all my fault. And I, I did feel guilty. I felt terrible. Now I'm actually acknowledging and being honest around what actually happened. Because it's that key is the honesty that's going to help you shift out of this area. Communicating, communicating and being honest. And one of the things that Queen said is when you're stuck down here in the red zone, sometimes you just got to be present. You just got to be present with yourself, be present with your environment, be present in order to just get enough energy to actually be honest. Because one of the hardest things is when you're sitting in an upset, it's really difficult to talk about something. 
if you've just had something traumatic, you've just lost a loved one, I mean, it's really difficult. And, and just think about little kids, you know, I just, children are, are, are so amazing to, to use as examples because somebody stole, you know, my sister took my doll and they can't actually tell you that because they're upset because and they're screaming and yelling because they're upset and you're like, calm down, calm down. Like, and then you, you're like, tell me what happened. And then they, you know, they tell you, you know, I dropped my ice cream and like, is that it? <laughs> like, but they were so upset they, they couldn't actually tell you. And that's the problem with, it's a little bit of a catch 22 when you're stuck in, down here in the red zone is that we often can't actually tell you what's happening. We can't get the words out because we're sitting in the upset. So when you start to acknowledge that you're sitting in the upset, it just gives you enough energy. You can be present. You can just, you know, in terms of people that you work with, just okay, just look at me. Tell me, you know, if I go back to children, it's like one of the things we want to do, we, we say to them, you know, okay, I'm going to calm you down. We do these things almost naturally. We have kids look up. Oh, look at the birds in the sky. And we have them look up. Why? Because it pulls them away from the emotion, the connection to their heart and that sadness. They look up, they can see more. Now they can tell you what's wrong. The same would be true with adults, with people in your business. Just get them to be present with you. Get them to connect with you. Get them to, you know, take their attention off of the upset and have them talk about the upset. And then they'll be able to shift. And by putting more honesty in and being able to communicate, that's how we start to rise up in the zones. And if you just think about your business, um, your employees, the people that you work with, your families, is that so often we're, instead of doing that, we're jumping all over people. Why did you do that? How could you have been so stupid? You know, what were you thinking? <laughs> Instead of, or we put our own precepts on it. If if I if I if it was me doing that, I would have had that done ages ago. Well, you know what's taking you so long? And we don't realize that we're actually adding to their red zoneness by piling all that stuff on top of them. Because you know we're kind of bouncing up and down, and we did, we had chocolate cake and ice cream for dinner, and our mood levels low, and we take it out on them, and. Instead of, you know, just being aware of, well, where am I today? Okay, how am I dealing with that person? And when you start to deal with that person on a different level, you help them rise up. And so it is just, you know, take a look at your clients, your, um, the people you work with. When you're selling to somebody in your business, when you're reaching out to people, what zone are they, are they, you know, are they top here in the green zone? Are they, you know, green, yellow, or yellow, red, or are they red? <laughs> because each person that you work with, you're going to work with them in a slightly different way because they need, <laughs> you know, a person sitting here needs their, you know, you need to deal with their ego. <laughs> person sitting at the bottom of the red zone, you need to let them know that, you know, it's not hopeless. And, and you know, can you just connect with them on a, on a a little bit of a different level. A person that's in flow, they just want the flipping numbers and they just want to make the deal and go and 
you know, they don't have time to sit and waste to, to listen to stuff. You know, they will because that's in their nature and they work with. Just be aware of that how are you working with the different people and as a you know as a connection to somebody, whether it's a client or whether it's an employee or whether it's a you know a business partner or a family member, how are you working with them to help them bring them up? And how are you working with yourself to make sure that you are helping them? So and that's where like bringing a coach in is so great because when you bring a coach in, which is an outside source, people feel like they can be honest with this person. I'm never going to see this person again. So I can tell them my deepest, darkest secrets. And um, I'm sure, Queen, you walk away from some, like, you have some horror stories <laughs> of people. But why? Because they felt like they can be honest. Because I'm never going to see you again. It doesn't matter if I tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. It doesn't matter if I tell you what I think of my boss because you're never going to tell him. So, and that's the power of bringing an outside person in. And, you know, Queen, maybe you can share some of your experiences with, with that. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, look, and it's, it's amazing when you, I mean, sometimes I get MDs, senior executives coming into these coaching sessions and, you know, they, as they say, leadership is a very lonely road they hardly have somebody that they can bounce thoughts on and say, but did I do that right? You know, and know that they will get a fair and honest feedback. And sometimes I've had a session where I literally was quiet for 40 minutes of the first of the coaching session, but the person just wanted to talk. And they would start a conversation to say, you know, today this and this and this happened and this is what I thought. And as they're talking about that, something else comes up. It's like they have a lot of things that they don't have a safe space to just process and deal and look at the stuff and work through stuff. So that's for me, well, I suppose that's the joy of bringing in an outside person because the person is removed and that's the value there is just having somebody who's removed but is able to create that safe space for you to think out loud to look at things and start looking at things from different perspectives um and i've also had clients that have come in and you could see that they've they've looked at the issue that they're struggling with and concluded that there's no other way but this way and they come into the session with that. And as you pull what they're looking at apart, they start realizing that, oh, there's like six other solutions there. But when you're on your own, there's, you don't, see, sometimes all you see is just what is in your head. And it's, it's always great to have an opportunity to think with somebody else, talk to somebody else, and just express yourself. And as Nicole says, say the unimaginable or the unthinkable and just say it. And really like, I really don't like that person. You can't really say that at work. You, you can't really say that to that person. But sometimes just saying it, it's, it takes the load off you and it allows you to be able to move past that point. I'm, I'm saddened by the amount of people who don't have safe places for them to just unburden themselves without feeling judged, 
without feeling like they will be that information will be used against them or that information will be used to judge whether they get given a business or they don't get given a business. So it's, it's, it's a real pity. And like you say, it's important to know that when you sit with somebody to find out where they're at, which is what I love about processing is that you get a chance to give somebody a chance to see where they are sitting. And as you do that, you also get to figure out, okay, this is where they're at. Now we can work together to help the person to be better and to be in a better place. Yeah, th thanks Queen. And it is, it's just such a key thing is that it's okay to admit that sometimes we just need an outside person to connect with just to create that shift. So it is important to be aware that sometimes, you know, we, we do need to bring in an outside person and it may just be for a short period of time, but just to create that shift. And, and sometimes you know, it's okay to admit that. And whether it's your business, whether it's your personal relationships, whatever it is, sometimes you just need an outside person just to offload some of that stuff. Because as Queen said, is we often don't have a safe space to do that. So it is just, just be aware of that and be aware of, are you creating a safe space in the environment that you work in? And are the people around you creating a safe space? And just be a, you know, just be aware that, you know, sometimes we think we're creating a safe space, but when we actually look at it, it's not quite as safe as what we think it is. So just, you know, it's a, a key thing to, to be aware of. And when you create that safe space for your employees, your family, your businesses, you'll start to see more and more people shift in, into the green zone. And just even just by doing presence, you know, if you have a, a, like a, a Monday morning meeting, and just bring all your team together and do presence and, and get them to connect with different people and do you know one minute two minutes of presence and if you haven't already registered for the the green zone daily rituals you know please go onto that that page and register for it and do the 30-day challenge and, and set yourself the goal of doing presence for with with somebody else in your in your team your family you know, and just start doing some presence and help them shift, like in terms of, of you, especially people that are really, really red zone. The greatest gift you can give them is not to tell them that they need to change their life. No, help them do it. Do some presence with them. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to say anything. And you will feel way better just doing presence with somebody and helping them rise up and shift rather than you know, try, spending an hour trying to tell, solve all their problems and all the issues in their life and and you walk away feeling drained and you're like, oh, I just wasted an hour of my time. That person never does anything. <laughs> you know, they don't listen to anything. They don't need to listen. Just do two minutes of presence with them. It'll be life-changing for them. And then, yeah, when you're sitting here and you're bouncing up and down, that's where the power of celebrating your wins comes in because it solidifies the places that you're at. I really would encourage you, if you haven't already, Silly's put that link into the chat box. Thank you, Silly. Really appreciate that. The Green Zone Daily Ritual. And that will make a significant difference in stabilizing you and helping you shift from red to green. So, yeah, really just want to thank all of you for being here today. Um, for your time, for investing in yourself, for being willing to 
put yourself into the green zone. So thank you. Um, really, really great. Queen, is there anything you'd like to say as we end off? Thank you, Nicole. What I'd like to say is the green zone is our natural state. We were all born there and it is meant for all of us. That is what I'd like to say to close. Thank you, Queen. And yeah, it is our natural state. It is a, a, a place for us to be excited, to have passion, purpose, desires, um, energy. So it is our natural state and our goal is to help you get there in as short a space of time as possible by working on yourself. So thank you each one of you for, for being with us. For those of you who are watching on Facebook, thank you so much. Really, really grateful that you are willing to invest your time. So have an awesome, awesome week. And yeah, look forward to seeing all of you back here next week. Next week, we are gonna be talking about shocks and upsets. And so I really would encourage you, um, you know, invite some people to join us, um, you know, come back next week. And yeah, it's just, you know, looking at shocks and upsets really, really powerful today is um, a lot of people are sitting in shocks and upsets connected to COVID, connected to their businesses. So it really, I'd encourage you next week to, to come and join us and we'll be talking about those. And, and give you some, some tools and techniques as to, to how to deal with those. But so thank you all so much. Have a green zone week and we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.